On this episode of the Creating a Disruption podcast, Kara DePaul and I, Brian Hall, talk with the 2022-2023 Ohio Association of Two-Year Colleges Teacher of the Year, Dr. Jessica McLaughlin. Dr. McLaughlin discusses different projects her students complete, her students' reaction to the undesigned The Red Line exhibit on the Metro campus of Cuyahoga Community College, and we hear a little bit about the influence of The Simpsons. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for being on Creating a Disruption. Uh, I am Brian Hall, and I am here with Kara DePaul. Hi, Kara. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad to be back from assignment. From oh, and we're glad that you're back. Thank you. So before we get into the questions, uh, I do want to congratulate you on being named the 2022-2023 Ohio Association of Two-Year Colleges Teacher of the Year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, was that a surprise? It to- was. It was very much a surprise. Yeah. Um, I went to the, I knew I was nominated, but I really assumed I was going to get like last place if we were actually ranking everybody. <laughs> um, I think was it Stacy Souther? I can't remember. Someone said she's like, I wish I was able to take a picture of when, because I, w- I was very surprised. Were you there? You were, I was, you were there, yeah. right? I yeah. took a picture of you at the podium, but yeah. I didn't get the surprise. I yeah. Look. I, I, so I got this the was all look. like Academy Award type stuff, right? Everyone was in the audience <laughs> and waiting to hear who would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we were so you did not know ahead of time. time. No, I really did not oh. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there was like I think like thirty of us from Tri C there, and yeah. it was a, it was a very proud like Tri C moment. Oh, to absolutely! See, like, her <laughs> up there amidst like there was like ten other faculty. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Um, I I didn't mention this beforehand, but I'm going to say it now. I also want to say I love the mental health talks oh, stuff that you. you have in the display case. Um, for those listening and maybe never been on Metro campus, in the display case near Studio 101, uh, there is a let's talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a lovely painting in the middle of yeah. it, and then there's quotes around it. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? I told her ahead of time yeah. that sometimes there's curveballs, and this is yeah, a, a huge is, one. Sorry. This is um, a project I do with my psychopathology class, um, and we do it every semester where the students um, have to find a way to bust the myth of uh, stigma, bust stigma myths about um, mental illness. And so I had a very uh, ambitious group that decided to do this huge project on campus. They set up a booth down in the food court and uh, they did um, cupcake sales to raise money for uh, Active Minds. And um, one of my students is also an artist and she painted that painting for the project. She said she just got very inspired. Yeah. It's a beautiful painting. I know. I, I... I want it. I want to steal it from her. <laughs> um, she's actually uh, graduated now. She's in, in graduate school. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. No, the, the thing is, so that that display case, I go buy it and go, oh, maybe we can find something else to put in. And I, every time I go, it's like, we can't. Because that is, it's just so <laughs> perfect. It's wonderful. It's just, it turned out so well. So congratulations to you and your students for doing such a wonderful job on that. And uh, Were you I also behind it. the chalkboard? Remember at Metro, there was like that chalk wall that was full of like mental health. Yeah, well, I think wellness. it was. A, let's chalk about it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they filled out the filled the chalkboard right here outside Studio 101 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. That was um, awesome. part of that group, and um, 
yeah, they they amazed me. But all the groups do really in, amazing things. Uh, we've had raps on campus. We've had um, lots of online uh, social media campaigns, like uh, TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a really fun activity to do. Yeah. And is that something that you build into that class? Like, you know, going into that class, you have to get yeah. the students in a position to uh, want to participate in yeah. something like that. Is that difficult to do, to get the students sort of in that mindset to say, you're really going to go out and be a little more active than maybe you, you would think that you would be in Yeah, um, a little bit. I mean, the nice thing about that psychopathology class is a lot of students take the class because um, – they have a, some sort of interest themselves in the topic, not just because it's a career path or something like that. Like a lot of times it's because they are struggling with mental illness or they know somebody who is and they want to learn more. Um, and so it's a very emotional class to teach anyway. Mm-hmm. And so saying that we're going to theme our whole semester on mental illness stigma, not just learn about disorders, but talk about our misconceptions as a society is you can see they kind of light up and then I say we're doing a group project and you have to go out into the community and then they all <laughs> like, <laughs> curl into a ball <laughs> right. and I'm like, like wait I a minute um, but then I, I say you're like you know I just I need a little bit of trust like let's let's push ourselves just a little bit and um, I'd say nine times out of ten the groups just end up so the students so are so invested in their groups and what they're doing because I give them a lot of leeway to pursue the topic they're passionate about and to do it in a way um, that they're comfortable with. You know, if you're not somebody who likes to be up on stage, don't do a rap on campus. Right. Um, you can find the, the, the way that works for you. Um, and it's, it's created really powerful moments both outside the classroom and in the classroom. Yeah. So we could see, say that's one way you disrupt your yeah. classroom, right? That's my favorite way, I think. Yeah, actually no. That project is what, what I have like a vested interest. I'm so passionate about the yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, what other ways have you disrupted your, your class by creating a new assignment or project, using new technology, trying a different approach? Uh, why did you make this change? How did it go? Um, I've done I've done so many different things. It's hard to pick and choose. Um, that one for psychopathology is a big one. Um this semester, actually, I, this is just on my mind because I, I literally just came from he, this place um, right before coming here. And um, I'm doing the Undesign the Red Line yeah. exhibit. I'm having my students write a paper connected to that. So we were actually all just over there an hour ago um, getting a tour of the exhibit and um, created a new uh, semester project and a paper topic that they have to right on connected to that so that's been a lot of work these past couple of weeks trying to imagine what that's going to be no i can imagine it's great that you're using that exhibit yeah you know, it's here because it's a it is a really powerful one is the the undesign the red line is um what you guys had at your metro campus day right and then now yes. the exhibit is traveling to all four campuses is yeah. that okay yeah. so yep. it's here now at metro until the 16th Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, do we know what campus it goes to next? Ooh. Well, that's. A, I didn't realize sure. we would have pop quizzes here, Kara. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm throwing some curveball. <laughs> yeah, I started it. I get it. Uh, I don't know what campus oh, okay. it's going to. Okay. No. It's I interesting, though. Yeah. It, it is a really amazing project. I wasn't. This was like one of those things. I was like, I just want to try something different. I'm getting sure. kind of bored of the paper. I, I have them right usually, and. This was an opportunity, and um, I wasn't really unsure. I don't know how it's going to go, but when we I brought up brought it up in class um, earlier this week, 
And as soon as I started explaining what redlining is, all of their faces kind of lit up. And then we ended up on a half hour detour. <laughs> as happens. Yeah. And I feel like, well, we can't spoil it. Like, you right. have to go. <laughs> so you just went today? We went today. Okay, so what was their kind of initial reaction oh to gosh. the exhibit? Um, a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, a, it was a lot of very passionate responses. Sure. Um, just some of the stories we were hearing um, was just, it, it is, it's just a very powerful story, a lot that they weren't aware of. Um, but I had told them, you know, like your paper doesn't have to be about redlining per se. Like this exhibit, if you go to the exhibit, it has so many topics. Like there's stuff about mass incarceration and um, the civil rights movement and Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ issues. And so I said, like, just find something. I, I doesn't, you don't even have to mention redlining in your paper. Like, find the topic that you want. This is just the stepping stone. And so they kept coming to me after the tour, and they were like, well, what about this? I don't know. I was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And that, you can see, they're just like, oh, okay. Like, you really mean mm-hmm. it. So fingers crossed it goes well. Well, you, you know, students, when they find something that they're interested in, there's just that different energy that's behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always great to see. And I think it's one of the things we, faculty that we talk to, I mean, it comes up a lot, just you find that one assignment or experience that is different, it yeah. captures their attention, and you just get a different product because yeah. uh, they're, they're just more invested in it in some way. So I'm glad you're able to use uh, this. Yeah. Um, yeah and it seems like it's like a awesome way to have like the students place themselves in that experience right or have those like connections whether it's their personal connections or of their city or of people that they know right and so you give them that kind of like personal experience just like we were talking about with your pathos psychology class right of of being able to connect like the content also to their their lives or the lives of people around them yeah, I had um, a couple of students who said they're like, I think I'm going to interview my grandmother because mm. she was alive during some of these things that were being talked about. And I want to talk to her about about that. Like, could I do that as part of my paper? I was absolutely. absolutely. And like, yeah. that was interesting. Some of them are going to be really diving into their own uh, personal history. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What is one of the best teaching and learning experiences for you? I think this is possibly like the hardest question um, to answer because I don't know how to how to pick. Um, for, for me, it's always about those small little moments of like connectedness and seeing students kind of light up. Like even those, you know, magical moments you get in the classroom where like, someone brings something up and then other students chime in and then you've taken a step back and they're all like discussing amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you, ha- you realize you, ha- you haven't spoken for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't think anything is, is better than those small moments. So it's like, I feel like you're asking me to like pick a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's really hard. Um, but if I had to pick like one moment that really shifted things for me in the classroom I really would have to kind of go back to the very beginning um because I um I started off as so many of us do um adjunct teaching and I had not gotten my uh, PhD yet I was down in Sinclair and I had finally come around to the idea of like teaching is what I want to do and I like teaching at a community uh college 
And this class, I was really connected to them. We were just so close. And they were like the first class I kind of let in and told them stuff that was going on in my life, like that I was going to go defend my dissertation. And um, they were very excited for me. And when I got back from defending, I think I may have had to cancel class, and that was one of the re- reasons I revealed it. And they were so encouraging. But when I canceled class, and I, I came back, and at the end of the semester, they had a present for me. They had mm-hmm. all gone in together. And you know those, like, plaques you put, or, like, things you put on your desk that has, like, name and title or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. They had done one that was Jessica McLaughlin, Ph.D. Aww. And it was just this moment of, you know, I, I... It was a sense of, like, I always kind of view teaching as, like, I'm there to be a stepping stone for them. Like, I Mm -hmm. hope I'm someone memorable in their lives that has moved them on to something bigger and better. It was, like, the first time I had this sense of, like, my students are that for me, too. Like, they are these wonderful stepping stones that improve me and and make me a better person. Like, that was so many years ago, I still can remember the faces of the students Mm -hmm. in this class because it was just like, they've really changed my life. It was like this, just this aha moment for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love those moments, like sometimes that you may, you see your students, right? Like outside in the community and a few years go by and, you know, hopefully they remember your name Hopefully you remember their name, you <laughs> know, know, kind of a thing. Yeah. But then when you get to talk to them and you see that you you were a stepping stone and you were an important piece of their puzzle and a part of their journey. And like, it's just, I, I don't know, I feel like that's like one of the, um, the feel good moments that you have after teaching and you're out in our yeah. community and you're seeing people grow and do their thing. And yeah, I think it's just a great experience to have and a, and a perk, I guess, of, of being in the classroom. Yeah. And we don't always know, like, the thing that will make the difference. Like, have you ever had that experience where a student comes and says, like, I remember you said this thing and it just changed everything for me. And I'm like, I don't even I don't remember. Right. Like I say that, like, I'm I'm glad I said something nice. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, like, it's just um, you never know what it is that's going to be memorable for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best teaching advice that you received? Gosh, there's been a lot of good advice over the years. I think there's been a lot of bad advice <laughs> over the years, too. Um, yeah. I would say um, being told, I would, okay, I'm going to say two things. And it's interesting because I think they're almost opposites of each other. And I think the dichotomy is it, it makes them interesting. The sense of like, always be changing and always be reinventing yourself like don't stay stagnant mm-hmm. which is like you know one of the reasons like yeah. i'm like switching things up this semester and doing the undesigned the red line um just because i if i if i do the same thing every semester i'm gonna get bored right mm-hmm. like i need to be growing and improving and i'm not i feel like i am not satisfied unless i'm kind of feel that forward momentum. But then also the sense of like, be true to who you are, which is cliche, I know, but like, I need that freedom to be very much myself because I am like, I'm I'm an introvert. Um, I'm not super like loud. I don't like to be the, like in the spotlight. And I know some professors really do like that or have a very, very different style from what I do. And I think being able to recognize like you don't need to be like everybody else. Like you mm-hmm. have to have your own, your own twist. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I get that a lot. Um, like uh, Alan Gerding, right, is mm-hmm. uh, the other 
psychology faculty, uh, faculty member here that does a lot of face-to-face classes, and we end up with students that do both of our face-to-face classes, and they'll say, the two of you are so different from each other. We have very different styles, and I think like that's that's the good thing. They're like, but we like both of you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, like you can tell if somebody's not being authentic. I think absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I do want to say that I was talking to a couple students in the hall recently. Yeah, and they just sang your praises. Oh, good. <laughs> um, they said you're just a wonderful teacher oh, and, and human being. So Aww. that's nice uh, to hear. Yeah. Share with you. Share that with God, you. Now. They don't tell you all the bad things they do in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't. Uh, we're going to move to the next segment. So this is more of a quick response. Okay. But you can expand on it if you want. Uh, so there's four questions. The first one is fact or fib. Um, give us something interesting about you. It could be true or not. After we go through all of the questions. Kara and I will come back to this, and we'll okay. make a determination if you're a liar or not. So, if you're being authentic, if being you're being authentic, okay. <laughs> so, fact or fib? Give us something interesting about you. Um, do I go fact or fib? No, I don't tell f- us if it's fact or fib. I know I can't tell you. Um, I will say that I'm a vegetarian because of a TV show. So I have to write this down because I won't remember as we come back because of a TV show. All right. Uh, next, favorite teacher and why? And it could be at any point in your... Any point. Any point. I've got a, I've got a tie. So I've got Mr. Beal from choir in high school was like my saving grace all through four, all four years of high school. Um, and because he was just so passionate. I think it was the first teacher I really ran to that you just knew he just lived and breathed what he did like mm-hmm. he was so passionate about music and choir and everything and very caring and then professor Sinnott from uh, college she taught uh, social psychology and personality psych and she also was like that first experience of like someone being very authentically them that I really noticed like she was very different from my other professors very quiet she had her own like quirky personality and I was like oh like that's like you can just be you. And she was oh, she was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most embarrassing moment in the classroom either as a student or Ooh, teacher or as a student. Okay, I uh, this isn't even that funny. It's mostly just traumatizing. I'm going to say the first day I ever taught. So and this isn't short. I guess I got to get into story. Um in grad school, we were all required to teach for my clinical psychology program. And I didn't want to because I, I have social anxiety and I, I didn't want to be in front of a bunch of students. Um, and I had like a, a, a fellowship that prevented me from teaching as soon as everyone else did. So I didn't get to go through the same training. So when it finally came my turn to teach, I was just thrown up on stage. You're teaching abnormal psychology in front of a hundred students. Mm-hmm. It was literally a stage. I was down at the bottom. It was like the like right, the classic yeah. university lecture th- hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, like that. I was terrified. I was so scared. My face was bright red. My voice was shaking. It was into a microphone, so you could wow. hear it shaking. And I, like, my hands were shaking. I was just a total mess. I sometimes think about those poor students that had me back then. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like, they, what they must have been thinking. <laughs> but if they could see you now. I, right. If they could see me now. Right. They'd be like, yeah. really? That 
that person? (laughs) (laughs) Teacher of the year, not that person. (laughs) You might have touched on this a little bit earlier, but did you find teaching or did teaching find you? Basically, was it always your goal to teach or did you discover it by another route? It it found me. I thoroughly hated teaching when I started because that was my experience, right? And Mm -hmm. it was so... um, the opposite of personal, like I didn't know students' names. I think it was a hundred of them. And that's how it was. Even when I did a, I did get to TA for somebody, it was like 400 students. And so the teacher doesn't know who any of them are. Um, and the only reason I circled back to teaching is because I needed to make money on the side while I was doing my dissertation. Mm-hmm. So I did adjunct teaching at a community college and it was a hundred percent different from what I had done before. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I can actually know my students. It can be personal. I can have a connection. And I just totally fell in love. It was, yeah. And dad, you were right because he told me back in grad school, he's like, Jesse, you should do teaching. He calls me Jesse. You can, you can do teaching. You should do teaching. I think you'd really like it. And I was like, dad, no, like I don't like teaching. No dad. He was right. He was right. <laughs> so your first day as an adjunct was not nearly as, traumatizing is your first day well 20 students and um, so kind and got to know who people were and it was still nervous but it wasn't quite the same yeah so did did psychology find you or did you find psychology as your discipline oh all these curveballs now that is a great question (laughs) I um I found psychology in sixth grade. Somebody told me you would make a good therapist. You should go into psychology. Such an offhand comment <laughs> right. as a sixth grader. Like, as a yeah. sixth grader, and that was me. I like was like, that sounds good. And like from there on out, every time there was a chance to do like there was psychology in high school, mm-hmm. and I took that and loved it. And then from there on out, it would just every single every time I took a new psychology class, I fell more in love. Mm. Yeah, I'm a total nerd. My students know this too. Like I. They can get me sidetracked in the classroom so easy because I'm like, yeah, let's go down this rabbit hole. I'm so happy to to do that if it's psychology related. I'm there. They probably want to go down the rabbit hole right with yeah. you on yeah. some of these topics. So, okay, vegetarian because of a TV show. Yeah. So a lot of folks have been doing like half and half. Like they give us a little bit of a truth. And then the other part of yeah. it is not. Okay. So it would be for this instance would be maybe it's a truth that Part you're vegetarian. Fact and fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, against the rules completely. Us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which they did. <laughs> it's not very hard. I hate to say it. I don't think maybe we got it right once. I think yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> That's okay. You you go first. Okay. So I'm going to vote wait wait can i do a follow-up question because this might work i don't think this was in the rules no (laughs) (laughs) no go ahead i'm changing what tv show what tv show oh see this is gonna yeah this gave it away the simpsons oh oh okay didn't give it away okay i was gonna say that it was fact that you became a vegetarian but that maybe it was um maybe not a tv show it was um i can't think of what the um, can't think of the movie. Um, regardless, I think I think that part was the false part was That's the TV the false show. Part. Yeah. So it's a movie instead of a TV That's show. That's what possibly. I was thinking. Okay. Well, I you said even... Simpsons, and I'm like, oh, Lisa. Was she Trump. vegetarian? 
I believe so. Okay. I don't know. It's been so long since it's still on, but I haven't watched The Simpsons in a while. I am going to say. I'm just going to say fact. The whole thing is true. Okay. You're correct. The whole thing is true. Yeah. Wow. Brian Hall. Finally. One. Thank you. <laughs> got one. And this is the last episode of Creating a Disruption because I finally got one right. Got Brian's going out on a win. Yeah. <laughs> totally true. Yeah. So um, was it early on that you? Yeah. And was it Lisa Simpson? It that? was Lisa. We, um, My family, growing up, we would watch The Simpsons, right? Like in the evenings, uh-huh. like so many families. And I think I was... 12 years old and it was the episode where she becomes a vegetarian and it sparked a conversation with my family and we're like yeah let's give it a try and i stuck with it i i I, from then on out i've never since 12 years old you've been a vegetarian yeah yeah my parents did not stick with it (laughs) (laughs) but i did yeah yeah that's fantastic that's a good story so the simpsons yeah Okay. Positive influence. There you go. <laughs> At least in they've one all, way. <laughs> they've always been a positive influence. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some of your day with us. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate the conversation. Thank you for everything you do with the students and for the students. And congratulations once again on the uh, OATYC Teacher of the Year. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you for having me.